0: Hello and welcome to the ninth episode of the Gravescast. As you know, I'm your host, Nick Graves, and today we have on a very special guest, uh, someone I've been anticipating ever since I even made the podcast. So, Uh, He is the owner of the clothing company Couch Apparel, and honestly the friendliest fellow you'll ever meet. Uh, We have Dylan Lorman on today. How are you doing, Dylan? I'm doing good, man. What's up? Not much, not much. As I said, you've been the most anticipated guest for a while. I thought it'd be interesting to get your insight into the fashion industry, see where you've been going, where you've been, just everything of the sort. So, uh, do you want to kind of describe what Couch Apparel is to the audience who doesn't know or might not know?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. So uh, Couch Apparel is like a streetwear brand that I started in my hometown. And like from there, um, basically the way I want to do couch is just like a inspiration and kind of like an experimental sort of field. So like I just want to do literally whatever comes to mind, whatever I think of. And then like, um, basically, yeah, that's literally what I want to do for couch.
0: And what, what kind of started it? Cause you said you started in your hometown and I believe you entered, it wasn't a contest, but I think you applied for a grant to start it up.
1: So at my high school, there was actually like uh, sort of like a small business. It was like it wasn't a competition, but it kind of was because you were going against other people who had business proposals. So basically, you had to come with like a small business pitch um, talking about what you were wanting to do over a span of a summer and then how you were going to execute it. So um, couch was kind of a idea I had in my back in the back of my mind. Since I was 16, and I thought this would be a great opportunity, because actually one of my uh, high school teachers um, just kind of overheard that I wanted to start my own clothing company, and she came up to me one day and was like, "Hey, we're doing this thing. Like, do you want to come and like participate in this?" And I was like, "Yes, <laughs> like for sure." But I'm not a big public speaker. Um, as you can may tell at some points, but like um, basically, this was a, a huge opportunity because I had to stand in front of uh, some big faces in my town that own like company, successful companies of their own, and basically had to pitch my idea. And then I think there was um, there was four posi- places like first, second, third, fourth, um, and for each position or rank that you got um, would be a specific grant um that you would get to start up your company over the summer and sadly i did not win but i did come in third place i believe and then from then on i've been doing this ever since
0: you know despite taking third i'm pretty sure that you have been the longest going one actually who's continued uh since the grant do you know
1: i think so um one the first place one Okay, I have to give it to him. He definitely had a very, he was saving horses. So, like, obviously oh saving, <laughs> saving horses is way more important than a clothing brand. <laughs> so, like, props to him for doing that. So, he, they got first. Um, and then the computer, uh, computer programming was a second place one. And I, I don't know if they're still doing it
0: uh Um, no they're not should us jacob prattley bring uh ignis computing back
1: (laughs) oh yeah i guess jacob prattley another member of the show so
0: yeah but yeah and then third was me i didn't know that the uh first place was saving horses but i mean like going along with that i mean they might have been saving horses but you've also done some uh charity work with couch haven't you
1: yeah um for couch i've done two charities so far i've raise money for the CURE SMA, um, which is spinal muscular atrophy. Um, and they sort of, um, yeah, it's it's raising money for families, um, for children and for just individuals who are suffering from this illness. Um, I don't know if you want me to go into that, but then also I raised money for the food bank here in my hometown just last year. And for every year now, I kind of strive to give back to either my community or somewhere else, because I always feel like it's a good idea to give, give to others and to sort of, I don't, I just help everybody grow, I help it's just good.
0: Now, is that something that you've always kind of had a uh, passion for? Or is that something that, because the way I see it, perhaps maybe Couch kind of gave you that uh, platform to ultimately do it, Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, well originally because couch first just started out with a very small amount of money so at the time i had to i was focusing on um just getting my first prints um going like I, I literally my first time around i only had like one t-shirt design and one hoodie design or i oh, it's been so long I don't <laughs> it was basically two colors it was black and white and One was a flower. So anyway, I'm just rambling on. But I had um, just, I just had to start up my company first. But then now I'm basically, I'm years deep into this. So I've gained a little bit more money now that I can do fun things like this and nice things like this that I can give back.
0: Yeah, no, I mean that's that's I'd say that's a uh, sign of a good company considering like, you know, the idea that you take your success and you use it to further other things, right? Like it's it seems like it's not all about the profit, which I mean, you know, judging from the creative inspiration, I wouldn't imagine it would have been because of the profit, but it's good to hear that you've kinda used it as a platform to uh, help others as well, so
1: like, I mean, I kind of butchered my intro, but basically the couch was, um, I wanted to, I want this to be sort of uh, like an artistic experimental thing. So um, I just, I make what I want to make and I make logos that I like on colorways and I'm so appreciative of the people who are following me. But because, yeah, it's basically just experimental stuff and to be able to, I guess, grow and do other things that are giving back. And like, I, the, obviously, yes, what I strive to have my company grow. Cause I, it'd be amazing to be my own boss and I'd love to be able to wake up every day and be like, yeah, couch is my job. But ultimately in the beginning it was just, I didn't like people's clothes that they were making, um, too expensive. Uh, and I wanted to sort of make room for some of my own art, so.
0: I mean, you call it experimental, but I think, uh, has, do you do you still consider it an experimental brand? Because I think, uh, even in the initial stages, like, I think you'd be hard-pressed to walk around our hometown here and uh, basically see, you know, someone without wearing it. I mean, I, I've seen so many around. Mind you, a lot of it was through the high school, but... It really expanded some of the local businesses as well. I mean, you were even selling masks out of a grocery chain.
1: (laughs) That that was awesome. I'm so happy they let me do that. But um, experimental, I guess, in the sense where I find inspiration in everything. So I want my clothes to sort of, I don't want to have, I want to, I guess to put it in a better way, I want to have like sort of a signature style but I want to play around with it. Like I, right now, sort of my thing is very colorful, very um, upbeat, happy, but I also want to experiment with more of like a darker tone. And like, I guess, depending on what the year <laughs> year brings in and like what I want to do. So experimental in that way, I guess, I would say, um, with just art styles and using photography mixed with digital media mixed with like illustrator sketches i don't know just like
0: whatever would you say that, that your mood almost dictates it as well
1: yeah that mood the music i'm into at that time um yeah what i'm doing at school like what new things i've learned um, because uh, like as the years go on and like as i go to school and i learn more stuff about the programs and um, that i use on my computer and just like so it opens more doors uh for opportunity i guess the more i learn
0: so in that case with the newly released slime time hoodie what was the uh, inspiration behind that no shameless advertising
1: okay. <laughs> okay yes so the slime time hoodie the I now have on www.couchapparel.com there you go um the the inspiration behind that i guess i didn't really have a main inspiration for the logo it was just something i drew up and i really fell in love with it but um for a lot of the promotion i've been listening to this artist called slow tie he's uh he's a rapper out of the uk and his stuff is just crazy. I, I, I can't even put it into words. Uh, it's insane. Um, but a lot of the visuals and stuff came from uh, inspiration from his new album that he just dropped. And sort of the the music videos and the song, specifically Vex. Uh, for anyone listening, definitely check out the song Vex, capital V-E-X. It is an
0: absolute banger. There you go. And what's kind of your, uh, vision for the brand then going further? Cause I mean, right now you've talked about how experimental it's been and I take it'll still be very experimental as time goes on, but you probably have, you know, more ideas or even different, uh, maybe markets you want to tackle even.
1: Yeah. Um, so eventually I do, um, I do want to branch out from clothing, but like right now clothing is the main focus because This is what I, like, I'm just starting out. So I want to show what I have to offer for clothing. But then, like, once I get some traction, I definitely want to branch out into other sort of, um, I guess, I don't know if regions is the right word, or, like, different avenues, different ways to experiment, sort of what I want to, like, my visions for things. Mm -hmm. Um, I want, like, obviously still continuing with clothing, but I feel like it'd be cool to... Because I to do other things because I don't want to be I don't my big thing is I don't want to be put in a box I'm re, that's the one thing that makes me anxious about my company is I'm always thinking of like different ways to not be put into a specific box I want to be free I want couch to be just like I just want when you think of couch you don't think of like one thing like this is yeah like uh, I want it to be like couches couch like yeah, you can't like how i said about slow tie like you can't even describe what it is there's just couch is couch and that's what it. that's the, the vibe
0: i'm trying to go for in that case with the whole idea of not wanting to be put into a box i mean i find it's probably pretty hard to avoid i mean even just twitch streaming for like six months before starting the podcast every time i'd you know start up a new twitch stream they'd always be asking like oh you're doing a podcast like why aren't you streaming more pokemon and it got you know, it took a while for them to kind of realize that, hey, I'm not doing that anymore. And I still have people, you know, saying like, hey, you know, when are you going to come back sending gifts, like, you know, waiting for Graves to, you know, start playing again, stuff like that. So, I mean, if anything, it it sounds like the idea of, you know, waiting for more traction might actually maybe be counterproductive. I mean, have you considered uh, kind of branching out maybe at this very moment? I mean, I know you have a lot of commitments, so it might be a lot more difficult, but...
1: No, I to- I literally, I totally get what you're saying. Cause the with me or with trying not to stay in a box, you get people who like your stuff. For like how you're saying that they want you to play Pokemon, but then once you stop playing Pokemon, they it's kind of they lose interest. So I guess with <laughs> not wanting to stay in it. <laughs> sorry if that was rude, but no, it's um, it's
0: completely true. It's a good illustration.
1: So like when you. try not to stay in a box, like people would like you for one specific. So if people like me for a happy bubble, your side, and if I start making sort of darker things, then they may be like, "Oh, this is not the this is not what I I want." So then they they kind of unfollow or whatever. So it's I guess in a way it is hard to or gain a following if you're constantly changing. So
0: is that kind um, of the fear then of you know? Trying to branch out and then possibly losing some of the uh, not uh, I guess not viewer base, but um, I don't know. It's gonna say customer base, but that's not the right way of saying it. Uh, just losing some of the following, I guess.
1: Uh, well, the, I try to think of it as the more I experiment, the more maybe people I can reach. So someone who may be into like emo, um, like punk stuff, would be like, oh, okay. And then some people who kind of like the poppy sort of cloudy things might be like, "Oh, this is cool." And then I'm hoping to like have like a like a like a collision, like a, like a interesting like a nice morph of like the alter egos of people. So like maybe the punk people will start uh, like seeing the the lighter things, and then they'd be like, "Oh, this is cool too." And then sort of something flourishing from that.
0: And if anything, I I almost feel like maybe in some of the stuff you've already done, I mean, you touched on the promotion uh, for Slime Time Hoodie. And I mean, that looked like something I hadn't ever really seen you do before. So if anything, it seems like that's almost like a mini branch out. And then if you, I don't know, I'm not saying you'd ever want to go and, you know, start creating videos or music videos or whatever. But if you did, then I feel like you've already planted that seed for your following to kind of branch off and jump onto that too.
1: Yeah, like this slime time was definitely a first for Couch. It was the first time this was one time that I had a vision for what I wanted to do and I I brought it up to my photographer and then we made it come to life. This is like I'm so happy with how all the promotions came out for this because this was because a lot of the time you have an idea and then when you go to execute it it doesn't turn out exactly the way you want it and then you're like damn yeah and then like it it really is like frustrating so then to be able to have this vision and to be able to carry it through all the way to the end to the final animation that well that we did it was so exciting and i'm super happy about that so yeah i guess this was a a a step in the right direction for the the branch out
0: i do have to ask though i mean in saying that you know it's it's something that you saw from beginning to end. I feel like that's, I mean, that's personally one of my struggles. I mean, you know, have a, I have an idea maybe for like a script or something. I'll end up writing like 30 pages of it. And then I'll have a new idea and say, you know what, this idea, complete trash. And then the cycle just kind of continues and nothing ever gets finished. What do you kind of do to keep that motivation through to the end? I mean, I guess if you're, you know, advertising the release and that kind of sets a date and a deadline on it. But in general, what, what kind of uh, helps you keep up that motivation?
1: i think well for you don't throw it out (laughs) keep it because then you might you might be in the shower one day and you might be like oh that's it like that's it that's the what i want to do sometimes in the weirdest spots you get (laughs) what what you want don't throw it out unless it's been like five years
0: then maybe like no i've I've never thrown anything out okay don't throw it out what helps you keep up the motivation then to see a project through
1: um i guess i like i (laughs) it's crazy like i sit there at the computer and work on it until i think it like if it's the idea is trash then i'm like obviously it's so frustrating but i i keep going and going and going and i think at some points that's my downfall is i don't know when to stop i don't know when it's like okay this idea is not working at all like i i because it's, it seems like such a great idea in my brain that I want, it, I want it to come to life, so I keep working on it. But then it just, at the end of the day, eats away time, eats away everything else. Um, but I guess in particular, yes, you're right. The, having a date in mind is definitely a good sort of motivator because you're like, okay, if I don't do it today, then I'm going to have to do double tomorrow. So have a nice sort of um, space out. And I guess with the Slime Time hoodie, I had a lot of help from my friends. Um, I guess um, my friend Brianna and my friend Iad from school, um, they really, really helped me out with uh, the animations and the uh, photography. So I was able to sort of not be fully focused on, or I guess super busy with the drop because I had... Other people working on things for me. Um, so that was really nice.
0: Yeah, no, that's uh, good to hear for sure. I mean, definitely having that support can also be a motivation in itself, right? Because it creates positive reinforcement. If your friends are interested in what you're doing, I think it, you know, creates a greater sense of motivation for you to continue doing it because you're getting that, those people saying, like, hey, I enjoy it, right? So 100%. Uh,
1: literally, though, if you hear like a, a positive, comment from one of your friends like yo this is sick like then it's definitely like you want to keep pushing you want to keep impressing
0: oh yeah for sure i mean uh jaco has been fantastic for the podcast he listens to like every episode always gives feedback and it's been uh, some good motivation it's like oh cool like there'll be some times where i sit there and i'll be talking to him and he'll mention something it's like i never talked to you about that he's like oh no i listened to it on the podcast and in a way it's just kind of shocking like, you just, you, you never really expect it, right? So.
1: And especially that, like, where you figure out that, like, people have taken, because, like, with a podcast, I guess you can listen to it uh, while you're doing your work. But you kind of got to take some time out of your day to hear what we got to say. So the fact that out of the blue, you, yeah, your friend is like, oh, I heard it at the on your podcast. It's like, oh, like, you actually care about what yeah. I'm
0: doing. Or even, I mean, with the uh, clothing itself, I mean, by putting on that clothing, you almost... I wouldn't say maybe... I'd say it partially makes a part of your self-identity, right? So the idea that someone's willing to take someone that, you know, or (laughs) not someone, but something that you've made and put it on their own bodies as a part of their own expression is uh, insurmountable when it comes to the reinforcement as well, right?
1: Totally. Like, well, if you think about it, fashion is what people see before even talking to you before even saying hi so I, it's i mean it's almost like people see kind of like who you are it's like it's bad and it's good because in a way if you you have a style like you want that are like you have like a set style then people can get a vibe for who you are without even speaking but then i guess in other sense you're I guess judging a book by its cover so like you're like i don't know you don't talk to them because of what they're wearing i don't know but um, like fashion is sort of the the first thing the first impression that you make on someone and i guess in a way that is what made me want to be into fashion yeah um Cause I was one time like I in high school, I didn't really care about fashion. It was just whatever was comfortable. But then one time, um, during my victory lap, I went to a party and someone at the party was like, I really like your outfit. Like the way you have it all coordinated. <laughs> yeah. And for some reason, like that was like the moment in my brain that clicked. And it's like, like people actually like, well, they like, just like came up and said, yo, this is sick. And like, it was the impression that I gave, and I thought it was really cool.
0: No, for sure. I mean, it's it's interesting. I mean, that that person could be you know a friend. That person could be a stranger, but the sentiment is still uh, the same, right? And it all only takes the one comment to uh, start something new. Yeah, I guess with the hoodie. If
1: someone's wearing my hoodie, like that's so sick. To be able to see my artwork. Even going um, in my hometown, just like I look at the window sometimes, driving or in the passenger seat, and I'm like, "Yo, there's my hoodie!" <laughs> it's crazy.
0: How was it? What was it like when you first saw that? Like, I'm sure now you've become sensitized to it, but uh, like seeing it for the first time or second time, what was it like?
1: I well, okay, it's one thing to see your friends like wearing it because yes, you're close with them, and it's super sick that there's your uh, they're supporting you, but then seeing it on a stranger who knows nothing about you, yeah. but only knows the artwork. That is like another crazy on an, like another level, because it's not just because they're your friend and they want to help you out. This is someone who bought your hoodie or t-shirt or whatever, because of the vibe that you, they got looking at it or they thought it was cool. So that was crazy. No. Definitely. No. Um, kind of like a, I guess like a dream moment.
0: I mean, it's a real special feeling, right? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Now, in regards to what you said about the idea that, um, you know, judging a book by its cover, I don't, I I really don't know if that's um, a bad, not a bad thing, but I mean, it it, it gives you a piece of their life, right? Perhaps, you know, there's taking it too far where it's like, you know, if someone's, you know, wearing kind of, I don't know, maybe like goth makeup or something, it's like, wow, they probably hate everyone. But I mean, you know, wearing wearing, you know, a couch sweater or a couch hoodie or whatever, I mean that's just a part of their identity, right? So I think it it gives you a part of who they are and maybe something to go up and talk to them about. But I think maybe, yeah, part of the issue is people judge them solely by, you know, the clothing that they're wearing, right?
1: Yeah. It's like I was saying it's a good and a bad thing because you don't want to like you don't want people not talking to you because of what you're wearing. But it's also I feel like it's like a good like at this party a good conversation starter. They're like, Yo, sick, dude.
0: Yeah, I mean <laughs> it's it's gotta be good, that's for sure. Um now in regards to you I mean, look, I'm not I'm not huge into fashion. My typical getup is flannel and a pair of jeans. So what what perception do you get of people when they wear different stuff? I mean let let's take like a more of a logo based uh kind of clothing company like let's say Supreme like what, what what's your thoughts when you see someone who's wearing like a Supreme shirt or something what does your mind go to
1: the thing okay the thing with Supreme is some of the stuff they come up with is so sick like the designs and whatever is super cool and um, and then they have some stuff that's just like why but I guess that's with every brand so I mean Supreme now is on this level where it's a, I guess a status symbol. You got Supreme, like your hype. You got Supreme because it sells out in seconds. They got bots on that website. So if you see someone with a Supreme shirt, you know they're dedicated to the the hype. Like they want, they got what's fresh. It's very popular now. So it's, it's like, I guess, oh, I'm trying to think of like a brand back in elementary school that if you saw someone wearing that it was like i guess obey obey would yeah. be a good example would be um of like you know what's in right now it's not out of the norm um but it's all it's not oh uh, yeah like out of the norm but it's also not um super um basic i guess um because you have to like sit on the website, or you have to go to the store in New York, or LA, or wherever you are. So, you're dedicated to the hype.
0: Is that is that, okay, you, you keep mentioning the dedicated to the hype aspect, but I mean what what does that what does that really say that you're like part of the majority like that you're cool that you're popular I mean if you like if you look at your clothing that you know like you said you know you have some cloudier designs which is like hey you know this might be for more mellow people or you know you have people wearing like a band shirt or a shirt of their favorite show I mean that that really does tell you something about them but to me like the whole idea of just logo based uh, designs it just seems like you're saying hey you know what like I'm, I'm popular right and I mean, to me, you kind of affirm that by saying you, you follow the hype. I mean, is there is there any kind of uh, intrinsic value to shirts like that besides the, I guess, the name brand itself?
1: I guess, well, hype, <laughs> I think I've grown to um, have sort of a negative connotation to it. And it all depends. I think personally, it just all depends how you style it, because like one time um, downtown in the city, I saw some guy, and he was wearing like Bape shorts and a Gucci like uh. <laughs> blazer, and then like Yeezys, and it's it's basically just like flexing that you have money. Like it's like okay, but if you are actually able to style it and make it into something cool, then it's something different. But if you're just wearing the shirt to say I'm rich, or I'm hype or whatever, it's uh, it's not a, it's not a vibe. So but it's... if you know how To style it and you know how to look good in it, then all the power to you.
0: So, what you're saying, it's not about the uh, like what you're wearing, but I guess how you model it. Oh god, <laughs> that, that <laughs> I get just... guess... sorry, go ahead.
1: <laughs> no, I don't know, it's just because I don't know. just going back to that outfit in the city, it was just there's was, there was no coordination to it, but I mean, in, in itself, there's a lot of people that say i just wake up there's a lot of famous rappers or whatever. they say they just wake up go in their closet put on whatever they see and then that's their fit and then people vibe with it so it's all everything in this thing is all subjective so oh, you never know but personally i i like to see someone who is able to style what they're wearing and be like okay i see why you got that shirt with those shoes
0: yeah I think, yeah, I think that's a whole lot different than the, like, a rapper's style, just, you know, going into the uh, dresser and then pulling out whatever they can, because I feel like once you have that fame, you associate, like, you know, the clothes with the music, and then that's what creates the idea of style, right? Whereas from what you're talking about with the Supreme thing and modeling it to your own design, I feel like that's a whole lot different. Well, I
1: guess going off, of, oh, yeah, going off of that, like, if you see little nos. Uh, like Little Nas X, Yo. Old Town Road. Yeah, like, after he blew up with Old Town Road, at any VMAs, Grammys, he was always in, like, a cowboy-themed, <laughs> uh, like, suit. But now, like, as he's grow- developing as an artist, you can see different sides of him. So he's now not just tied down to this cowboy outfit vibe. <laughs>
0: so. I suppose that it could be inspiration then. Because, I mean, if I if I went around and saw someone in high school wearing a cowboy hat, I just, I don't know. I think they're kind of weird, but I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, no, I don't know. It's just the associations, I think. Um, I guess my final question in regards to uh, couch and everything then is what was kind of uh, the in- – I think we – kind of touched on the inspiration but were there any like brands in particular like straight off the bat that you're like I want to replicate this or anything like that
1: I mean okay so like beginning um, when I was starting couch I was into like Rip and Dip and Golf Wang and all that stuff but then Golf Wang has always stayed top tier in my opinion but Rip and Dip has kind of fallen on my tier ranking. I really liked their stuff in the beginning, but now as they go on, a lot of their logos that they do is just kind of rip-offs of things that have already been seen. So, like, recently they have done a shirt, and, like, the, the cat is now the Trix rabbit, or the, the cat is now M&M's. Huh. And it's just, it's not, it's original, I guess, because it's the, the cat instead, but it's not really, like, an original design because they're now taking other people's ideas and it's not even like making it their own in a sense because it's just the cat now is the face of the trick's rabbit instead of the rick's rabbit yeah um it's understandable but yeah golf wang has golf wang was the true reason why i wanted to do this clothing thing because seeing tyler the creator um owner of golf wang if it for anyone who doesn't know that um, he, his style, he, I, I've like never seen him really wear um, clothing that is not stuff he has made. Like there's the odd thing that he's got. Oh, I guess if okay, backtrack. Yeah. Starting off, he, starting off, he was a Supreme guy. Um, he was always with the Supreme, but then uh, developing um, his brand has now done like the t-shirts and hoodies streetwear kind of vibe. And now he's kind of into like this high fashion sweater, vests, blazers. Um, I, he's got some, I don't know if he released them yet, but he's got like some Oxford type shoes or like some doc Martins. Yeah. So, and he's just always seen wearing it. And it's super cool that someone um, like just reps what they wear, like they're confident in the designs they make. And this is them golf wang is not even like a brand it's sort of a uh, a lifestyle um
0: yeah no you're but, you're really advertising that for sure right
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah shout out to golf wing. um but basically like now um i guess yeah in the beginning it was those two brands in particular off the top of my head um now a big brand that inspires me Uh I couldn't even say it's a brand it, this is more of like an artist, I guess. Okay. But it goes by ass pizza, ass pizza, like a S S P I Z Z A ass pizza. And basically I don't like, again, this is something I can't even describe. This is like not in this, like this is what it is. It's like, I can't even describe it. It's got, he makes like pants, um, out of literal, like the way I describe it is like garbage. Garbage like there's, Well okay, there's like there's videos on YouTube and he's sewing crispy cream packages into the pants and there, it's like patchwork pants. And then he kind of has I this is what I'm saying. Like I don't <laughs> even know if I can describe what it is, but it's so this is experimental at its fullest, I think. I'd and say this so. is kind of it's it's cool in itself because it's his whole thing is nothing matters i don't know if i'm
0: allowed to swear on this no, podcast certainly you can swear as much uh, as you the, want
1: like it, nothing matters like fuck life and yeah. like basically um he's doing it he's literally doing whatever he wants and sells it and people vibe with it he's done this thing where he goes on tour and goes to like random cities um random small towns and just like pulls up in his car and sells these uh, like DIY pants and shirts and whatever out of the back of his trunk. And it's crazy.
0: Is that the life for you? Maybe.
1: I mean, hey, <laughs> if I could go on tour for Couch,
0: that would be pretty insane. The question is, what would it take for you to go corporate?
1: Corporate? I don't yeah, know I wanna... mean,
0: I feel like that's always the debate the artistic integrity versus the corporate aspect. Because, I mean, you know, perhaps you could increase your following and, you know, perhaps make a little more profit, but would you have to compromise?
1: Yeah, this is literally like the, cause of, this whole time I've been thinking like, I want to be as big as rip and dip. Like yeah. this would be insane. Like, like from the get go, that was the, that was the vision. But then now as I'm seeing these artists on Instagram and whatever, um, and on YouTube, it's kind of making me want to stray away. There's a small shop in Toronto called um, Better Gift Shop. Yeah. And they, so they have their own line of clothing, uh, Better. But then they also sell other people's arts. And it's kind of just, it's a really cool, um, sort of like a small uh, clothing store. And something like that really inspires me and really makes me think because how cool would it be to have sort of one small um brick and mortar store in like your the major city like where you're from and then having an online presence so like if you're in the city then it's like you can go to the store but then um so i don't know if corporate is the the way i want to go now
0: well if anything it sounds pretty cool because i mean imagine just hearing some kid is like you know he's from germany or something like that he goes back home and he's like yeah i went to toronto canada and i went to the couch store i got my own hoodie or something like that like just imagine the amount of satisfaction that that would bring you versus like you know just putting it in every uh god i don't even know popular clothing stores every west 49 am i too outdated
1: (laughs) that okay i was compared to west 49 one time and i i I didn't really vibe with that but um like i guess zoomies too but like if you think um like rip and dip yeah rip and dip started out in west 49 like you now see teddy fresh in um like he Klein's and h3 h3s uh brand teddy fresh is now in zoomies and like some stuff that but i don't know like i hear that Ela from teddy fresh like she has full creative control of what goes so i don't know maybe it's possible to
0: i mean i just don't... i just sorry <laughs> sorry man. what it's gonna say i just don't think the logistics are all in place here so you know yeah i don't think it's anything to really speculate on so no corporate right now
1: i uh, want full vision
0: can we take that as a quote don lorman 2021
1: don't quote me on that.
0: <laughs> okay. Hey, if you ever go corporate, I'll uh I'll send you the replay here. You can uh see the change. But and I'll just uh, listen
1: to be like, damn. Oh, I yeah. did. <laughs> then I'll start reflecting on my
0: life. I'll be like, oh no, what did I do? Not that far, man. Not that far. <laughs> uh, I guess moving on to the next topic, though, because you know we don't want to make this just couch centric. You know, it is Don Lorman, not couch. But yeah. uh, you've. Gone from small town to big city And I mean I I I mean I have too in some ways uh, Gone to you know a place a lot bigger Than our hometown but You've gone to a place where it's like you know there's A couple million people right so Do you prefer that Lifestyle because I I always feel like You hear that debate do you want city do you want Rural and then I I think commonly A lot of people say you know I want to get out of my Small town and go city so What's it been like
1: City is my place. I feel the most at home in the city, and it's crazy because yeah, I've, I've grown up in the small town for now, like twenty-one years, and <laughs> um, being in the city, it's just a whole different experience. It's, um, it's kind of like if you go to New York, and it's it's like the city that never sleeps, and it's I love the idea that if you were to wake up at two in the morning in the city, there would still be people out walking. There would still be like the city never really dies down. And it kind of is like um, if you wanted to do something fun, um, it's like right outside your door. You just go, you can go wherever there's parks, there's stores, there's bike trails, I guess. I mean, in a small town, like you go biking and you go hiking and whatever. But I feel there's just so much opportunity at your fingertips in the big city that you just can't get in the small town. And it's just like your the world is your oyster. Like the, take the day and just go. That's the city vibe.
0: But I mean, don't don't you think that there's a lot of cities that end up having a bunch of like small towns? I mean, just to bring up Toronto, I was reading like an interview one time where it's like someone from the East east End was saying, yeah, you know, I haven't even been to the West End in like three years, just because there seems to be little pockets that people populate.
1: Yeah, um, I have a friend who's from the East End. I mean, he goes everywhere, though, (laughs) literally, call him up, you say you're going here he's he's in he's ready to go but um i guess but like when you're in the east end like i guess like that's that's your end and like you're like you're proud of being where you're from or so um it's cool in that sense too because my friend always talks about being from the east end and he's like heck yeah let's go
0: yeah no no sorry go ahead no, no no you go uh yeah, I was just gonna say like the opportunities and everything. I mean, two a.m. Who's who's really out? I I think people are more so stumbling than walking at that point.
1: <laughs> You'd be surprised, really. Well, I mean, I guess the subway closes at two in the morning, so um, if you if you live outside of like the main hub, you gotta either get an Uber or you're on the subway back. But um, no, I I don't know. It's just. Um, basically, I want to spend a summer in the city, though I have yet to spend a summer there because it's only for school. I'm in the city, so it's fall, winter. So being outside is kind of a drag, um, oh, but yeah. I really want to go out biking and I really want to see the because like the whole beach is open. Well, I mean oh. the beach is open in the winter, but like going to Lake Ontario and like chilling by the beach and stuff. Like I want to experience that part mm-hmm. of summer and. I guess I'm a big nightlife kind of guy. Yeah. So I like there's a lot of bars and nightclubs and stuff that you can go to too. That are really, sick.
0: yeah. So I mean, I guess it is a lot of opportunity. Then, I mean, for me, I don't know. It's it's a congestion, man. Like on one hand, you know, I've I've enjoyed, you know, I've been at school, you know, and I guess more so a middle range city. It's certainly not uh, two million people or anything, but. I don't know, It's I, I enjoy having the opportunity, you know, like like you said, kind of the bars and nightclubs, so this has always been fun. Uh, but for me, I've always just, I've I found the security in just, you know, kind of knowing everyone who's around. Um, and just, I, I mean, I feel like, you know, living in some place like Toronto, you walk by so many people every day, and there's kind of that sense of immediacy and, you know, rushing and, you know, what's the chance of you seeing that same person twice, right?
1: That's, you're not a, so. You're saying you're not a rushy kind of guy.
0: No, I'd say not. I mean, I've loved going to Toronto, just sitting down, like drinking a coffee at Starbucks, and just watching, like sitting in the financial district, and just seeing people like running by, people on bikes. Like it's been enjoyable to, I guess, people watch. But I just, I can't imagine doing that, like you know, every day.
1: I guess. Well, the fact that you don't see you like you won't see the same person twice is kind of freeing. In a sense too, where you can be who you want to be. I mean, I mean, you could be who you want to be anywhere else, but like in the city especially, it's just there's so many walks of life that you're just. I guess it's a, it's very enlightening that like, because like when you're in the from a small town, like you've grown up with the same people, they already have like, this is Dylan who does this and this. Yeah. Um, but then in the city, you're a nobody. <laughs> i guess <it>. like you're <laughs> you're just a a person a part of this whole thing and that if you wanted to go out wearing all pink one day oh yeah if you wanted to go out i don't know in a a kilt you yeah, know let's go <laughs> like, or anything like the city is so open and i think that's another thing with being in a small town is um everyone a lot of people are very conservative in what they do yeah um, so that's kind of a bummer, but I think if it's any-
0: also I think if anything, you I mean speaking on you know you can be who you want, you don't have to be scared of the people that know you. I mean, if anything, that's the kind of am- opportunity of I always mispronounce this, but anonymity, I suppose. Like yeah, yeah, it's definitely an opportunity, and I mean, I feel like with a lot of small towns, you do see uh, you know a lot more gossip, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to trash small towns because, yeah, having a family or, like, building a family in a small town is definitely a good idea, too. Like, it's nice to have sort of, like, a tight-knit community when you're um, having, like, small children and whatever because the big city is is really messed up at times, and it's (laughs) really scary. So, um, yeah, there's
0: also nothing wrong with being in your small town, too. No, of course not. And, I mean, you, you've you actually raised a good point with the opportunity aspect of... Uh, and, I mean, if anything, it creates a lot more opportunity to get to know, like you said, different people from different walks of life because the, th- the fact that you don't see the same person twice, I mean, you meet so many new people on such a daily basis that you can forge, I feel like, a lot more connections than you could here.
1: Yeah. Like, even on the subway, you could be talking to someone who's doing something that you didn't even know exists and you're like, <laughs> and then and then the doors open and they're gone yep. and it's like wow
0: <laughs> and you never see them again
1: <laughs> yeah but then now you have this knowledge and this sort of like wow that's that was pretty cool
0: no i'd agree with you on that i mean i've had that on like the buses uh around the city a couple of times and everything it's yeah you're right it's always interesting um gosh it, it makes it seem so mystical now <laughs> in a way <laughs> It's, my brain just
1: goes at a million miles a second. So I feel like the city life pairs really nicely with that, with the brain waves going.
0: I will say though, I mean, you you said you want to bike around the city. Yeah, I do. dude, what are you trying to get hit by a car that scares <laughs> the shit out of me?
1: <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful. Oh. There's, you, you do have to be careful, but there are a lot of nice bike paths. Um, especially in the beaches, um, going by like the water tree or the power, p- I think water treatment plant and like down by the water. It's so nice. And the only thing you have to watch out is like rollerbladers and like people who are walking on the bike path that are not supposed to be walking on the bike path.
0: Yeah. That's not too bad then. I mean, if anything then I think the paths would be fine, but to me, just like driving on the traffic of the, not the highway, I guess, but the streets like would not be able to do that. <laughs> not at all. Definitely sketch.
1: Definitely don't wear headphones. Have all your senses <laughs> open.
0: Wear a helmet.
1: Wear a helmet. They wear uh, an elbow pad. Oh, gosh. They,
0: they have been making advances on that, though. I mean, the other day I went to another bigger city, and uh, they basically sectioned it off so the parked cars were actually closer to the middle of the road, and then the bike lane was actually behind them. So... To me, I'd be comfortable with that because that seems pretty safe. I guess the person would have to run into a parked car before they run into you. Yeah, I mean, if they're willing to run into a parked car over you, you must be pretty special. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of cost. Yeah, insurance rates I mean, are fucking going up.
1: Yeah, that is. I where I guess where were you? I, I haven't seen that
0: really. Uh that was in Hamilton.
1: Oh, the hammer.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would, I would rather be in Toronto than Hamilton, but I know people have a lot of, uh, or like a huge soft spot for Hamilton, especially, uh, Hess village. So I hear
1: Hamilton is a big art has a big art community and they have like a annual art festival, obviously not with COVID, but no. it's been known for being very big, with the arts.
0: Yeah, actually you're right. I, I saw a lot of, uh, graffiti around there. Although at this point, I don't know if graffiti is kind of... Is it a stigmatizing term still? Like, I mean, on one hand, it is, uh, I guess, in some places, a crime. But on the other hand, there's... I mean, such artistic value that it does bring, right?
1: Yeah. I I feel personally that it just... It livens things up. Because it's just bricks. And that's everything so geometric that something cool like graffiti... Like, at the couch store... uh, in toronto i want Waste to have like a huge mural on like the side of the wall or something that would be like graffiti or something just bring in life
0: you'd let anyone do it you tell me i could go right nick was here you know fuck the world or something on the side of your building <laughs>
1: That would be that would be pretty cool if like anybody who comes to the store could have an opportunity to draw on the wall
0: uh i feel like as long as you make some restrictions right because i've been to some like abandoned places and it's been interesting to see like they've done like fantastic designs of like you know patrick star and shit like that or even more like kind of gothic art and everything but then you have the typical people that are just you know you know writing tits on the wall or something <laughs> yeah, just a giant schlong on the wall <laughs>
1: yeah no i I, <laughs> I guess there could be it could be problematic there
0: oh for sure but i mean it's it's part of the fun right yeah. Totally. Free, free will. Uh but totally. yeah, going to uh going to the city. You were saying that was kind of based off of uh your schooling, right?
1: Yeah. Um going to school at uh, I don't know if I go, I guess I could go ahead if you want. Yeah. York University for graphic design. Um in my 3rd year, going to be in my 4th. So, um obviously that's in York um so it's uh, about 40 minutes to get to uh downtown so I am still I'm literally on the like the school is on the edge you see welcome to Toronto and the school is right there yeah um but um so like technically yes I'm in Toronto um but I it's really nice because Um, at York, there's a subway station that literally connects you to every part of the city. Um, and the, the subway station's like right in the center of the school. So just because you're outside of Toronto doesn't mean you're left out of, um, all the festivities that are happening.
0: Yeah, not bad. Um, I guess something I did want to ask in regards to that is you said you're going for graphic design. Now, yeah, to me, that seems like a lot more of a passion filled degree. Not to say that people who uh, go for other degrees aren't passionate about them. But I feel like that's a true. Like, I'm really interested in, you know, graphic design or art, I really want to go for it, versus like someone who may be like, Oh, you know, my passion is writing, but I want to, you know, make some money. So I'll go for like accounting. Right?
1: Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, definitely. It's a passion. I'd not good at math not good at science (laughs) so like i I feel like definitely something in the arts was my forte um but originally i wanted to do animation and then i was like i don't want to make the things move i just want to make like the artwork for it um and then i didn't want to go to school just for like fine arts or um just like an arts i wanted to have like design because everybody needs a designer the Grey's oh, yeah. cast need a designer. The <laughs> the uh, supermarkets need a designer. Like yep. The need for designers, I feel like, is unless you're the owner and the designer. Wink, wink. Yeah. But, um, uh, but basically, yeah, it is a passion because I want to just be able to wake up every day and do something that I enjoy because at the end of the day, it's your life. If you're waking up, going to like an office job nine to five i mean COVID may change that you may be waking up and just rolling out of bed and going to your desk
0: which but i wouldn't be a fan of i think you gotta go hybrid yeah that could
1: definitely hybrid was definitely a good idea because then you're stagnant in your house um but just being able to go wake up every day and do what you love because then at the end like then your job is not your job it's it's just fun. I mean, there's obviously in design, there's going to be projects. Where like, oh my yeah. God, this is <laughs> terrible. Like this is so boring, but then yeah. you're going to get the odd one. That's crazy. Um, like, uh, yeah. So then it's crazy. And then you're gonna be like, this is why I'm doing this job. And I think with any arts program, there's always the time where you're like, what am I doing? Like, am I doing the right thing? Cause then the people who go, for these jobs that are for sure to make money like it's kind of like you got it set like you're going to go to school you're going to get a job then you're going to make this amount of income at, maybe i'm just being very um
0: no no you're you're fine
1: but like the being uh like in the arts it's very it's it's passion but it's so scary because when you get out of school um you like do you want to do freelance do you want to be at, like, a sort of, like, a, I guess, corporate, like, with IM, yeah. or IBM and all those people, or do you want to do a startup? It's There's so many avenues that you could go, and then, and there's, I guess, it's very stigmatized, too, because you see a lot of people come out of these arts programs, and they just go back to working, like, a grocery store job, because there's nowhere for them to get a job, and then it, that's also scary, too. Yeah. So...
0: Now, in that, like, you're saying there's so many avenues, I've always felt like maybe something for that you would need a lot more external experience. Like, tell me if I'm wrong, this is just my perception. But if you have someone who goes into like accounting or something, or goes in to become a biologist, I feel like with their schooling, they get a lot of the, uh, skills they need, or I guess the theory, the knowledge or whatever. And it seems like it's almost like a complete, like, okay, we're going from point A to point B. Whereas I feel like with graphic design, with all the different avenues there are, it it almost seems like, I don't, to me, it just seems like you would have to do stuff outside of school to, I guess, make yourself marketable, like build up a portfolio or something like that. Right. Like, do you think you could go to school and then just do whatever you want after that? Or do you think you need external experience as well?
1: Well, I guess, well, with going to, like, a lot of people say, like, well, why are you going to school for design, like, mm. YouTube University? Yeah. But, like, going to school has allowed me to connect with so many people that I never would have even known existed. And, like, like the idea, so, like, I guess, yes, external in the fact where, um you kind of need to be in um, the environment to sort of understand and make connections because um, if you're just doing art from your house and uploading it, you can get uh, big from that. But then having that, the ability to like go go out and meet these people and then meet these people of people, then your name starts to get uh, around everywhere. And then it's basically, I guess with the arts, it's a lot of, who you know than what you know because like you may not know so much about video editing but then you may meet someone who needs a designer but they also need a video editor and you like get that job and then you learn how to edit videos while you're working with them I don't
0: know if that answered
1: your question or if I just kind of rambled on
0: Uh, but you you pretty much it and I think you really did hit kind of (laughs) I guess the, I wouldn't say it's a majority opinion at this point, but I think a lot of people are illustrating the idea that, you know, I went to school, you know, I got some skills and knowledge, but really the most important part was the connections I made. So, totally. I, I mean, th- yeah, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, I can't stress enough. Like the people I've met, I am so grateful for, um, uh, like friends and professors, um, like I had a one professor um he retired though, but he was very, very, very helpful, and like he's the one who accepted me into the program, and he was kind of like a a mentor almost so I mean even down the line, he's retired now, but if I was to shoot him an email being like, "Hey, um, I'm doing this and this, um do you have any ideas or like hey i'm <laughs> I'm looking for a job yeah. do you have." anybody that may be looking for someone it's so important to have um those connections but then also like with your friends like because they're like at school they're your motivators because um like some people are in film some people are in theaters, some people so uh, like you're in design but then you're seeing the work that the film kids are doing you're like whoa like, that's crazy like, i want to do design but then I want to also integrate this and then like seeing how hard they work makes you want to work as hard as them or even harder and it's just like one big like inspiration pool of awesomeness <laughs> it sounds like
0: one huge like rat pack effort or something sounds awesome <laughs>
1: but, like, the one thing that's super sick about that is um I, this is going way off topic but kind of like how after school it'd be so sick to have sort of uh, one house where a bunch of artists sort of are living or uh, like a artist loft or like yep. even you just like live on a cot or a mattress and being with your friends making art making something cool kind of like um, Yeah, I guess just being all together just making some cool stuff would be well,
0: so sick I mean why not start your own commune? I mean you have nudist communes you have hippie communes why not an artist commune?
1: I don't want it to be like the hype house though. This is gonna be like this is like the I don't even know. The The Artist Cove. The artist The artist up- cove. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know.
0: Sounds like a cabin and like by the seashore <laughs> or something.
1: <laughs> Which, Maybe that makes me, that's what makes it mysterious.
0: That's true, man. I wonder is there is there gonna be any like Van Gogh shit happening up there? Anything. Anything. Literally anything yeah I mean I guess uh, you have all the freedom right now yes. Uh, I guess the question is is like you you obviously plan on keeping in contact with everyone after but um uh, as of now, I mean our main social our main kind of connections are through social media so there it seems like there might be a balancing act I mean everyone's going away for their own jobs and maybe you're not seeing them as often. I mean, right now you're seeing them on like a daily basis, right? So I I guess how do we balance it? Because right now we're starting to see the kind of disconnection from reality and uh, kind of the mental health aspects of social media. I think it's kind of what I'm getting at here.
1: Yeah, I guess. Well, right now, um, I mean, I didn't really, like COVID, I guess, has really shown how this whole social media thing is and like being online is going to work because like, I guess just like personal examples, um, you can't see anybody. So then you're on Instagram or you're on texting and Snapchatting, like talking to these people um, that you go to school with, but because of COVID they're best staying in their hometown because everything's online and like, there's no means of meeting up with them because obviously you can't hang out with anybody. So then, at what point, like the texting becomes dry, and then yeah. you start losing, con- like you start losing connection, because there's so many people that I talked to in first and second year. Because uh, one first year I was in Res, so then everyone was in the same building, and then second year we all lived in the same sort of area. So like you would just go to someone's house, or they would come to yours. But then now, it really like it's really depressing because (laughs) these people that you love and like, it's not even because you don't want to lose connection with them. It just happens because you can't hang out with them. You can't uh, like see them. Uh, And then like, there's some point where you don't want to be texting on your phone all day. And then you start like that. You start losing sense of reality because you're always like got this screen slammed in your face and,
0: Do you feel like there's almost perhaps, I guess, disconnection through hyperconnection in a way? Because I mean, like you said, you know, sometimes texting gets dry, which I I don't know if we ever uh, really got uh, any training into doing this. I mean, social media has just been a thing for kind of the past, you know, 20, uh, maybe like 15, uh, probably 15, 10 years at its peak. And I mean, were we really primed to sit there on our phones and just message back and forth? And I mean, you don't get a lot of the social signals, right? Like, at least if you're calling someone and you, you know, make a joke that might not, uh, you know, be the most uh, well received, you can tell it in their voice or something. But with text, it's it's a whole nother language in a way.
1: No, like texting is brutal sometimes because someone could send you an emoji that they don't yeah. normally send you. And you're like, <laughs> what does this mean and like your overthinking brain come in like are they mad are they or maybe it's just like yeah so like definitely texting can be perceived in such a wrong way um and then calling too like it's way better but then if you can't see their expression then like that's also like wiping away a whole element of like socializing yeah and then but i i think like we grew up in a time where it was really good because we kind of had that half and half because social media was starting to just get developed and start becoming like a mainstream thing while we were like, like Instagram came out, I think when we were in grade six or seven and Facebook was like, what? Probably grade three. Yeah. So like, I mean, that was pretty young, but I mean that Instagram right now is like one of the, Biggest platforms, and same with Twitter. But so, like, we didn't really get introduced to that um, till later on. So we didn't have that full disconnection, like some kids uh, in the shopping carts watching. Oh yeah, YouTube videos on their (laughs) iPad. But like, it's it's come to the point now where I guess with us all staying at home, we kind of it was like social media. But now it's just—it's got slammed on us because that was oh, our yeah. only way of seeing what was happening, seeing, like talking to people. So like it was just crammed
0: down our throats. I feel like it just quickened the progress process of it though, because I mean, for me, I, I even before COVID and everything, I've I've looked at my screen time and it's like seven hours a day because I'm just like constantly checking messages, constantly. I guess even looking for that stimulation. And beforehand, like if you, let's say your mom comes into your room and you, you know, you're on the computer or something and she's like trying to talk to you and it's seen as rude. She's like, why are you, you know, looking away from me or something? But now it's become so ingrained in our culture that there's nothing wrong with, you know, pulling out your phone and sending a text message while you're talking to someone face to face. But in reality, all you're looking at is a smaller computer.
1: Yeah. I, well, you see that all the time, like, especially like in the break room at work and whatever. Yeah. Everybody's just on their phone and I, that's like a lot of people have been talking about that about how we're just becoming <laughs> these antisocial yeah but um no like I'm a like I can honestly say I'm a really bad example of that. Um when people call me on the phone or on FaceTime, I'm doing something on my computer and talking to them at the same time. So like I'm hearing what they're saying, but I'm looking at my computer screen and my phone is like on the side. Yeah. so like, I, I could say I'm a really bad person for doing that.
0: What can what can people even do about that, though? Because I mean, I'm the same way, like, you know, when I'm watching, even when I'm like watching a movie, I'm checking my phone, I'm flipping through something else. And it just to me, it seems like the attention span has really gone down. I mean, you've looked at something like, you know, I, I'm just gonna say like, movies, you know, I feel like people, might have been able to pay attention to them more like years and years ago. And then, you know, you could go on YouTube and watch, you know, 10, 20 minute videos and you just stay attention. But now we're down to the point where it's like people are spending hours on TikTok and, you know, stuff like Vine. It's like you're going through so many little videos in like six seconds that I don't, I mean, I don't even think you retain it. And at that point, it, it just seems like you're looking for that next constant burst of stimulation. Like it, it seems like we'll get to the point where we can't even you know watch six seconds of a video anymore because we'll already want to do something else. Kind of like hyperactivity, I suppose. Right?
1: Yeah, that that is so <laughs> upsetting. Um, like, but it makes it's like even like what you're saying about how you get like with the TikToks and whatever. It's like TikTok, TikTok. If you don't get to the point, especially like if you don't get to what you want to say in the first like second. then it's like you're bored and then you don't want to look at it and like on instagram if you write a huge caption even though it's on social media like i don't know how many like there's probably not a lot of people that are even going to take the time to read this caption unless they're like really invested into who you are and what you do but if you're trying to get um someone's attention it has to be like this is it this is what i think or like this is out now or whatever and I think yeah it's really upsetting and I'm definitely impacted by that I can say that right now um with my intention span and I don't know if it's the same
0: for you oh yeah can you even watch a YouTube video nowadays without checking your phone or something else like let's say 10 minutes
1: um I think I mean it depends if I'm texting someone um maybe not i can i'll be texting through the video but um <laughs> i try the texting sometimes bugs me because i don't want to be like put the phone down pick the phone up pick, put the phone down yeah. pick the if you want to talk i think just call me on the phone um but i try like in movies and stuff um i i don't really check my phone um, maybe like once or twice. Um, yeah. That's why I love movie theaters because it's like, it's the it's the culture. You don't you have your phone off, ringer is shut off, and you're <laughs> just there with everyone
0: watching the movie. Oh, you don't want to be a texting Tommy, right? Yeah, the <laughs> Sally Sally seat kicker. I can love those ads, man. good. but yeah, I mean like. For me, I just, I feel like it's a handcuff. Like you've ever, I'm sure you've seen like those horror movies where it's like, I don't know, they're walking around the house and they like grab something and they think it's normal. They look at it two seconds later and then they like scream because it's whatever the bad guy or something. I've done that with my phone. I mean, I've, I've, I've tried to sit there and just like drop it and then I find it in my hand and I like throw it against the bed. (laughs) Get away. Yeah. Be away. Fucking devil. (laughs) yeah it's it's
1: it's well because like i don't know do you like tap the screen to see like if someone's text you or like or like do you wait to hear the notification or do you like check your screen
0: to make sure
1: like you're not missing anything
0: i have the ringer off it's uh like if i went through the process i have the ringer off i click my phone thumb tap to open it I go Discord, Instagram, Twitter – oh my god, this sounds awful saying this. Discord, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Mail, Messenger, uh, then maybe like, I don't know, Reddit or something. Then maybe I'll spend some time on Reddit, turn the phone off, and it'll just be a repeated thing every five minutes because – I mean, with something like Twitter or even Facebook, like you go on and there's always a new update. Even if your friends aren't posting anything, there's something that's like, oh, we think you might like this. And it's always something new. You get that new stimulation, but is it really worth it? No,
1: I mean, no. It's, <laughs> it's just because I, I think, don't these companies get paid for how long you stay on their app? So like they oh, get yeah. people to like promote stuff on their app so that they have like that, um, I guess, watch time on their app or their use time. yep I think so. Well, because like TikTok definitely sucks you into that wormhole. Okay. You like go in, it's one in the morning, and then you look at the phone again, and it's two thirty or like three.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't think it's realistic to say like, yeah, you know, you shouldn't own a phone because I mean, it's it's the way of contacting nowadays. I just think maybe there needs to be a little more attention to like, you know, if like, let's say you're texting a friend, it's, I I, I think it, you know, I used to do this all the time. I'm sure you did. I mean, I think back in high school, texting is a whole lot bigger even then. But it's like you would spend four hours in a conversation with someone that might have taken like half an hour over the phone. And it's I, I just think there needs to be like phone phones were used. So it's like hey. I'm not sending you a letter and having you get it a week later. It's, hey, I send you a message you get automatically. But we've gone into such a space now where it's like, you've got to respond in like three minutes. And even then, uh, as we talked about the mental health thing, like when you don't respond in three minutes, like let's say I send you a text now you and I, I don't see you respond, but I see you maybe like post on couch apparel. It's like, well, is he mad at me? does he not like me any like not maybe not the second part but you know did i do something wrong like it creates such a sense of anxiety in some people as well
1: totally and like the whole left on red or c yeah. that's, that's <laughs> like that's like a big like slap in the face you're like
0: damn Dude, what did i do you're totally right it's uh, it's we just kind of created that culture right and I don't know, like, can you imagine, I mean, first of all, we maybe aliens are a thing, judging from the whole, like, UFO-type shit that they've been talking about in the news, but can you just imagine looking at it from, like, a third-person perspective, like, someone, like, 100 years from now, or, you know, like, someone from an alien planet, like, what would they think of us?
1: Maybe they're on, like, a whole other, maybe they got their techno, like, the, 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 <laughs> the like, the they got stuff in their brains that, like, They don't even have to they just close their eyes and they like levitate and like they can like transmit messages like maybe they're they're thinking we're not even on their level they're like wow
0: you really want that man
1: no i'm just saying like maybe you never know
0: okay imagine imagine driving down highway 401 you're sitting there and then you got this little fucking chip in your head and then a fucking like just sponsored by geico (laughs) <laughs> it pops up in your eyes and you get into a car crash or something. Like, imagine... <laughs> no. <laughs> you can't turn the advertising off.
1: No, I was saying that the aliens will have the chips in their brain. That maybe from an alien looking at third person <laughs> that they're on such a higher technological level that we're thinking it's crazy that we're on our oh phones God. all this time, but they're, like, on a super, super wave. Because, like, they got to get here somehow. They got to, like, fly here on a spaceship. They got to, or, like, I don't even know, hop on an asteroid. They got to know what's up.
0: You know, that makes me think of, have you ever seen Back to the Future? Yes. That makes me think of the second one where he went and played Wild Gunman or the arcade machine. And the kids went up and they're like, oh, you're playing with your hands? That's like a baby's toy. And I was like, maybe that's what the aliens think of us, man. Like, we have to tap our phone to send a message? You just do it in their mind.
1: Yeah, Exactly. (laughs) I mean we're almost on that level with the the
0: neural link (sighs) i'm but i don't know i i don't like the idea of the whole rejection of technology like you know for those people i think it's maybe a little um what's the word for it just maybe a misguided belief or just uh maybe irrational but i certainly think there does need to be some analysis here like can you imagine going for a screen-free week nowadays? Like you remember TV-free week back like ten years ago? No motherfuckers yeah. doing that nowadays. <laughs> well, you you miss a week.
1: You like like if you went on you <laughs> turned off your phone for a week, and like everything like your laptop, your phone, and just lived. Like you would come back on, and you would be like in a whole other universe. Like you, there would be so much that have
0: has happened in a week that you would be like, what is going on? But what are you really, are you really missing anything? Like I sit there and I, I've had days where I think about like, okay, I spent seven hours on my phone. What have I really seen? And it's like, okay, maybe there was like one interesting comment on a Reddit thread that I can go talk about. But outside of that, it's like, that was just wasted time. True. Maybe. I
1: guess, well, I don't know. I guess you do have a point with that one too, that it's just like, you'd be missing information but it would be like the most basic like information that you could definitely live a week without
0: oh yeah i mean like i don't know like do i really need to go through twitter and see like oh you know starburst is just really like an adult version of skittles and then like see the thousand retweets or something like (laughs) it's shit like that man it's I, I think it should be treated like the daily newspaper. Like, you sit there and you have your coffee in the morning. Yeah, maybe watch like 20 minutes of YouTube, check Twitter for 10 minutes to get the news, and then I think you're good. Like, you're not going to miss any like really key events. You're just going to miss, I guess, little opinions, right? Yeah,
1: you know, like a morning and night kind of vibe. Yeah. Or like just more vibe.
0: I think so. Uh, no, morning and night. Really, whenever it works, but just the whole idea of having your phone in hand, like, I don't know. Everyone makes fun of people who vape. It's like, yeah, you're sucking on a robot dick holding that in your hand all day. It's like, okay, you're sitting there holding on a fucking phone all day, man.
1: <laughs> well, I guess... Well, the, now with um, artists, there, it's like so many... Like, everyone... Every artist has an Instagram and a Facebook and a Twitter. And, like, you... There's... It's very limited on social media of, like, how to express yourself and like how to show who you are as a person and whatever and like it's crazy because um, like there's some musical artists like there's this person i think it's a i think it's a person but it may be a group but they're called junior varsity and they had this single that came out and it was like their first single on spotify okay. and to promote the single they put a giant like, painting of a, like, they painted on a huge, like, like, bedsheet is too small. Like, a huge thing of, like, fabric and tied it onto the O of the Hollywood sign. So that when people are driving down the road, they see Hollywood, but then there's this giant cow, and then, like, the (laughs) single cover for this song was a cow. So, like, that is, like, that blew my mind. And I mean, people have been doing it all the time with, like, posters and promotions but the people like that who risk i like it's like illegal so like they risk themselves to like go and promote their work and like something like that is so crazy and it like it's thinking like how can you promote yourself or like how can you get like for people to see what you're doing because it's so saturated like on soundcloud um everyone's trying to be a musician and then you're saying now because of covid everyone's trying to be a podcast host and then on instagram everyone's trying to showcase their art it's like how do you break this this like i don't know this loop of yeah
0: same shite and i guess with artists i mean you've got a maybe not but i feel like maybe there's something to be said about needing to kind of see what the next trend is and and i guess by that merit even getting in before the next trend and if you're not checking out all these obscure artists you won't find out about the next trend until it happens right so yeah. Yeah, it's
1: like you ha- you have to be the trendsetter yeah yeah uh, but i mean i'm sure there's people i mean i haven't done like research but people have put stuff on the Hollywood sign before. Like, I think they made it say Hollyweed one time. Yeah, <laughs> Like, the, it's been a thing, but it's just so shocking. And it's getting that, like, shock factor, or, like, it's getting people to notice. Like, everyone on their phone, they look up at the Hollywood sign. It's something they see every single day of their lives for people who live in L.A. And they look up, and one time, the O oh, is now a cow. And you're like, this is not, you know, not what I see every day. Like, it's something that you have to, yeah. like... You have to get people out of this, like this mind trance. And it's thinking of how do you show like, yeah, like, I don't even know. I like guess just like, uh, it's, how do you get them out of this?
0: It's, it's hard. I don't, I don't, I really don't think it's possible. I think you, you have to intentionally do it, but at the same time, you through doing that, you feel like it's, it's such a double edged sword. It's like, damned if you do damned if you don't if you take away yourself away from it you know maybe you can help your attention span you know you can sit there and read a book without having to check your phone every five minutes but i mean like if you do don't disconnect then you're stuck in that you know constant craving that stimulation but once again if you disconnect then it's like maybe you're missing out on something so it's i, I think a lot of it comes down to just fomo right just FOMO fear of missing is terrible.
1: Out. yeah Yeah, terrible thing um and trying to like well it's like even seeing now with like the united states opening back up and like they're having full-blown stadium i mean they were doing that they've been doing that even with covid but like seeing now like where it's actually like acceptable now to be able to go and you're seeing where we're at and you're like man like that i can't wait to go there and it's just like fomo in every walks of your life and like with the mental health aspect you're scrolling through your Instagram and you think you're doing great. Like, Oh, like I just did a slime time drop. Like everything's good. And then you go and you see someone who's just, I don't even know. Just like did a huge like collaboration with like this artist. And you're like, damn, like I, I, how do I get there? And then like, you feel like shit again because like you feel good about what you just did. But then you see someone else who is like doing something crazier and then you get put down but then well yeah it's like
0: trying to and develop that i mean you can even take that to other things like now we're seeing online dating or tinder and stuff like that and it's created such an effect with the dating pool it just it feels like everyone's close to you so when you have the comparisons like let's say we take an average guy we throw him in the streets no online dating or whatever people will walk by and say oh you know what like average guy nice you know maybe i might date him now this goes both ways by the way but uh Nowadays, it's like you know, with Tinder, it's you know that super attractive guy is two swipes away, and therefore you look like nothing in comparison to that. It's like you know, if if you sat there and you took like you know five of them and put them next to each other, of course you know you'd have the same effect, but you don't really have that in real life. You might see someone on TV or you know see someone every once in a while, but you know yeah, it's it's not a day to day thing, and just you know judging people by that one swipe and one photo it's i don't know it's it, it creates such a comparison bias so and tinder
1: uses like your i feel like they use your mental health and like your self-worth and your self-confidence to their advantage where they're like oh you want to see who you who likes you <laughs> pay yeah. however much money to see oh like if you want more people to see your profile pay this amount of money and they're like and when you don't then you get less likes. I don't even yeah. know. And they like just use your self confidence to boost their product. And that is super shitty, in my opinion. Sorry, it's just. Sorry, their product? Or their, I guess their service.
0: Well, is... no, I, I mean, really, I think the one thing that has come out of all of this is we're really the product.
1: <laughs> I got, yeah, you got a point right? right there.
0: It's. If, if no one, I guess you could say if no one ever bought a banana, there'd be no product. But I mean, like in reality, like if, if people weren't posting on social media, there would be no product. It's a collaborative effort that creates the end result. Oh, geez. I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't even have a solution here.
1: I don't think there ever, there is. It's just like trying to, because then you, you find yourself, you get sucked into it and then you, then you realize Or you don't realize, like, why is this happening? And, like, maybe with, like, the way Facebook and Instagram use, like, their algorithms. Like, if you pay money to get your stuff seen, then obviously you have, like, an advantage. But then you're, like, why am I not getting shown? Like, why am I not appearing here? But then they're using, like, that as, like, this, like, negative manifestation of, like, why is my stuff not being seen? And then like, yeah. I need to buy
0: ads. I need to get more. <laughs> and, then, like, they use that. And they might even suppress it. So it's like, oh, you know, if they, it didn't really work out. But if you try, you know, our double package, then, you know, you could get better results. And they artificially, like, inflate that stuff through the algorithm, like you were saying. So
1: it's the algorithm's a mystery. Dude, it's a scary world. And then, like, well, I guess. With the whole social media, I mean, so, I guess this is going back. I've been struggling with a lot with, uh, have you ever heard of um, like disassociation? I have. Or like like depersonalization and derealization? Yeah, we've studied that. (laughs) Yeah, so like, I never, like I've been to people to talk about like psychiatrists and like a therapist to talk about it. But, um it's never really helped and like I feel like this whole social media thing is like building like it just adds to this thing that I'm trying to deal with every day and it just makes it
0: worse and it's just super shitty in that sense so you'll have to educate me because it's been a little while but depersonalization is feeling like you don't correct me if i'm wrong depersonalization is where you feel like you don't fit in the world whereas derealization is feeling like the world doesn't fit in itself i suppose
1: it's like it's like you're at an observer of, of on top of your body that like the derealization is like you're living this life but everything around you seems like it's a dream or like it's not real and you're kind of like walking in this it sounds like it's just so hard to describe and it's like one of the most it's one of the most hard things i've had to describe to people yeah and it it's it really does like take a toll on you and especially with this um online world that you're we're getting sucked into it's very like i i try um like i watch videos and it's like you should like take your socks off and like walk on the grass and like try to like make yourself feel one with the earth like meditation i guess um yeah but, have you ever tried that uh, no not yet because <laughs> this is another thing if i'm not doing anything but that's what piques my anxiety too because i feel like if i'm not doing something then i'm not doing enough and that i'm not bettering myself in my work life and my personal life so like finding time to just take time for myself and, like, sit in a grassy field or <laughs> watch a show or I have a really hard time sort of navigating that.
0: Now, is that just due to, like, the derealization, depersonalization, or is that due to, like, social pressures and the idea of, like, a grind culture?
1: Um, It's that... that the So, kind of sitting in the field, that is not sort of the derealization. It's more of the grind culture. What you're saying is I feel like like I said, I'm not doing enough. Like there's people who are gonna think of something else before I think of it. And it's like this whole overthinking thing. Which I guess does lead into this derealization because then my brain is going at like two million miles a second, which then makes everything around me like I can't focus on anything. Um it's really hard. It's really distracting. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is the sitting down part is the grind culture, but then like everyday living is kind of the derealization.
0: Just a curiosity, kind of more of an offhanded question, but obviously you've consumed alcohol before. How does that interact with it? Does it make you feel like you're more grounded, more or like less grounded? Like, does it have an impact at all?
1: This is going to be, this is not, this is, I'm not, this is not suggesting
0: become an alcoholic. Do not, as a disclaimer, do not use substances to medicate yourself. Yeah. I am
1: not. Yeah. I'm not promoting self-medication and I'm not, (laughs) but I do feel sometimes like if I do drink, it makes the feelings that I have, like it makes sense then because like, Oh, I'm feeling this way because I'm, or because i'm tipsy it's not like i'm living every day in this sort of dream state it's it kind of in a messed up way it makes things make sense and again not advising <laughs> that at all because well, when- I, I do not use it to medicate myself but i'm just saying in instances where i am with friends and whatever and i am drinking i do feel more grounded i guess in that sense
0: I don't know if you ever had it but has uh, marijuana a similar effect or different effect?
1: That is actually what caused it in the first place. Oh, don't say that. Are you serious? No, I I am pretty sure, yeah. Uh, it was it was a really bad really bad experience. You're the second person I've heard who's uh yeah. Wow. And like yeah, first year and it was really bad. A lot of people were messing with me. Woke up the next day and it was kind of But like, yeah, that that so. But I I've definitely grown a lot in my three years of being at university. I was in a really terrible spot in first year. Yeah. But my second half because it was like, what the hell is happening? But then, um, as the years, I've sort of it's not something that's gone away, but is now something that I've grown to live with, and I've grown to deal with. Uh, Like I can understand that I have days where I've I'm in like a super derealization moment. I'm like, I have to, it's not to the point of psychosis because yeah. that's like the point where like you're completely out of the norms of reality. And like, you can't it's so like, you can't figure out anything, but it's to the point where like, I can feel my brain's like all foggy and like, I'm like, and it comes in waves. Like I have days where it's really good. I have days where it's really yeah. bad.
0: And yeah. Yeah. In the and very I, least, the other case I did hear about, she did eventually get past uh, it, and she uh, she was a result of smoking weed as well.
1: It's so. good, though, to hear that there is positive outlooks. And I think it's very important to, again, shed light, because um, some artists that I listen to, like Doty and like Post Malone, like they all kind of share this sort of, they have this feeling. I don't know if it's because of that reason, but it's nice to hear that you're not the only one who is from that, especially from experiencing it in that sort of state. Like it's not just something that comes about. It's like due to something else.
0: Yeah. And I think what you're talking about with the whole tipsy idea that might just be, like it's the attribution you have a reason for why that is it's you know when you feel tipsy it's it's a state that you know has been influenced by the alcohol you can attribute an explanation to it whereas i feel like you know just day-to-day life sometimes there's not always a reason why you're feeling that way you know you wake up you get out of bed it's like you know your arm hurts you have no idea why maybe you slept on it wrong maybe it's something new you never know right yeah I'm try. I'm trying to keep it as something, I'm trying to
1: use it as a way to fuel my creative energy. Like, I'm trying to turn it into, like, a positive thing, and, like, a way of, like, thinking differently, I guess, but it's, I wouldn't wish it upon anybody.
0: No, and I feel like uh, a lot of people feel the same way about a lot of different things, so... That's not to minimize. Cause I mean, it is, geez, this feels like a bomb. I mean, I didn't even know this until now.
1: <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I I mean to like, no, that's okay. We're on this it's, wave and then just drop this
0: bomb here. <laughs> but no, I feel like it's,
1: I really wanted especially like on the podcast, like I really wanted to touch on this, especially with the mental health in regards to social media, because I think it's just, it's just another one of those. It's just another element. Yeah. Adds to like the whole disconnection and disassociation.
0: No, I completely understand, and I think you. Wow, that's it's such an interesting and very uh, deep perspective to uh, bring to it.
1: I try not to let it affect like me, but it it comes a lot out in my driving. <laughs> this might. Oh son- gosh. <laughs> No, 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 no. This might sound really sketch. I promise it's, but like I'm very, very anxious driver, and I, uh, and I think it's because of like my overthinking mind. Like I, I feel like because there's so much things you have to watch out for. Like you have to watch for people, you have to watch for cars, and then like you're thinking, and then like it, like it really is like a overwhelming sensation that I'm not. <laughs> I'm a safe driver. I can i drive i'm just saying that because of this thing that happens i find driving to be a very stressful and anxious thing instead of it being sort of like a relaxing um yeah yeah like how people go on drives to sort of de-stress it's like the stressor
0: yeah i get what you're saying for sure yeah but i mean i i think you bring good perspective um We'll definitely talk about this a little more later (laughs) um as as for now i mean we we did touch on grind culture a bit so how does that kind of uh impact you because i mean you you said that you know you've always got to keep doing something and i feel like maybe through the introduction of what you're saying with derealization and depersonalization that kind of adds another puzzle piece and might almost be a coping mechanism but you did say before that grind culture and kind of social pressures have contributed to that so in In what it, way does it
1: it's definitely like when you're always doing something, yes, it does take your mind away from um what is going on in your head, like especially in, like even now, like on the podcast, like to be able to just sit here and um just talk and whatever it's it's a way to sort of ease your mind from what you're thinking of and what's going on, but um the thing with uh grind culture is you see. Like, all these artists and they and they're talking about how, like, like I, I watch a lot of interviews to do with these artists and whatever, and they're saying, like, "Oh, I, I dropped out of high school, and now they're huge, or, "Oh, like, I never <laughs> yeah. went to university. I never went to university. I just did what I wanted to do, and then, like, here I am right now, like I, I just worked hard every day, like, I guess, giving Kanye as an example, he says he like made five beats a day. Or like, there's like a lyric where he's like, I made five beats a day for three summers. And like, it's like showing like, am I doing enough? Like if I'm sitting here watching the movie or like sitting here, um, taking a walk, am I putting enough time and effort into my success as a human or my success as, uh, like, like promoting my brand, promoting my art. Yeah. And it it's really a stressor i i i wish i could say that i enjoy like i'm an artist who has a bit of a following who enjoys sitting and watching youtube and television and whatever and like going and doing like these recreational activities but i'd be lying cuz i'm always thinking about what the next big thing is or like what i'm going to do when i get back from being out on this walk or and it's just yeah it, I don't know like it's a a huge like it's definitely a huge element and like a big like weight on my shoulders as to like being compared from what someone else and like comparing yourself to other people and like the amount of work you put in and it's just
0: do you almost feel like there's conflicting messages because i mean on one hand you have the idea that you know, hard work means, you know, hard payoff. But on the other hand, a lot of people talk about the idea of free will and, you know, nothing being predetermined, right? Like, you could work so hard, you could sit there and, you know, ace all your classes in high school, go to university, ace all that stuff, get an interview, and they're like, oh, yeah, you're the right person for the job, and then get hit by a car on your first day to work, right? And you could be someone who, you know, sits there and, I don't know, falls to alcoholism in their 20s, but by their 60s, they're doing really, like, doing something with their life. So the idea that hard work means success, I mean, I think it's a good indicator, but I think a lot of people overlook the idea that no path is similar in life. I mean, no path is the same, I guess.
1: And I guess that's, that's like, just the bitch about life is, like, you see, (laughs) like, that's enough. Like, dude, I could literally talk for so long like i could think like i'm not doing enough i'm i'm enjoying the nature i'm like taking in the air i'm like listening to the birds i'm not doing enough though i'm to like building my my brand but then at the same time i'm sitting at my computer i'm like oh my god i'm not taking in the birds like (laughs) what if i die tomorrow if i die tomorrow i've been sitting at my computer all day today and it's like this back and forth like you're not doing enough oh but then like enjoy life and no and yeah. Like, I don't.
0: Know. No, I I, I can compl- put oh, gosh, like you said, another double-edged sword, right? Yeah.
1: It's I it's I guess I think for everybody, like everybody in every field of job whatever, it's like trying to find that middle ground and it's so hard to find that like what makes you the most happy and like like satisfied with your life because you can always want more like you're always going to want more in your life like whether it be money or fame or family or friends like i don't know like where do, where's the line yeah. that you stop and you're like this is i am happy and i don't think anybody truly is because there's always something that bigger like i don't know even jeff bezos probably has something more (laughs) that he wants to do with all this money like like what makes you want to get out of bed
0: when you have that much fame and money he wants to be the first hundred trillionaire probably
1: like yeah it's like i don't know like it's just it's just a whole it's literally just a cycle and then yeah you see like your favorite like like your favorite musicians and then they say this and you're like oh my god like i want to do something cool like this. Maybe I have to do this, and it's just a whole, it's just a whole messed up kind of. So dealio.
0: in saying that though, I mean, you're saying that you know, this, you get inspired by different people. Like, oh, they said they did this. Maybe I should do this. But the idea of social pressure is something that wanes on everyone. But at the same time, the answer is there because there's so many role models that say, you know what, I rejected the status quo. I did my own thing, and this is why I'm here. Yet social pressures still get to everyone. I mean, it just seems like there's no. I think there's very few people who aren't um, conditioned very heavily by social pressures.
1: Well, like, do you enjoy like going for like, like going outside and like, like what if you're not doing like schoolwork or like your work? Like, are you able to find time for yourself to be able to like sit down and chill and like?
0: All my time is spent sitting down and chilling. I need to get out more. I mean, I enjoy it. Like, I have so much satisfaction in going for just a drive and listening to like a new episode of a podcast or, you know, walking around a hiking trail or something. But I just, I don't do it enough. So, I
1: mean, I mean, I'm, it's just, I want to, I'm curious to see what other people's sort of views are and like what they can do that makes them happy. Cause like, if you have it where like, i don't know if you could go on a hike and like it makes you feel better like that's great
0: i think that's i think it's really hard because i think a lot of people glamorize certain things and it's like you know you, you feel like you'll have the same reaction to it but you really don't like i've had times where it's like oh you know i'm feeling really sad you know well you know people in movies go to the coffee shop have a coffee look around enjoy the life around them and i do that and it's like well this doesn't fucking make me feel better where's my glamorized experience or even just like I, I don't have any other examples offhand, but just such little things that, you know, you see people enjoy it and you, like the idea of taking a walk without like, you know, your phone without anything, you, you get that picturesque idea of, you know, looking at the birds and, you know, the sunshine and everything and reality when you get out there you're like, I'm bored as hell. What am I doing? I'm not enjoying this. So I think there's also the idea that, you know, the grass is greener on the other side, but it's, it's really not. (laughs) It's all about Uh, your own personal reaction to it.
1: And that's like the, I guess tying back to social media is like social media is a way for everyone to post that, like that one moment in that day that was like glamorized or like living life. Like you have this or this appearance and then like, actually you're like bored as hell or like you're, really upset and like it doesn't add to like any of this any it doesn't help with the whole um grind culture and whatever because you don't really see like the 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 true person behind of like what they're posting that's why i think interviews and like podcasts are super cool because you can actually get more of an insight to who they are other than like the pictures they post
0: and and yeah But I mean, uh, on the same side of that, are we really really meant to get to learn? Like, I I agree with you, and I I personally enjoy that aspect, but do you really get a chance in real life to get that depth to a person? I mean, you know, a lot of people keep a lot of stuff hidden because that's more personal stuff. I mean, you've revealed a couple of things on this podcast that might have been a lot more personal to you. And I mean, obviously, you're not going to go post it on social media, but that really begs the question, like... Is do we need to know all these different things about people? Like, you know, in real life, I I don't know if you would just said that off of the spot to someone, right? I get, I, there's, there's, there's some things that I like,
1: I think is important to talk about with people, like to understand, like, to who they are as a person. Like, that's why I was really wanting to talk about this, um, like, or just like mention the whole depersonalization, derealization, because I feel like, it's like something that I guess just destigmatizing a lot of st- stuff. Just like knowing that it it's possible, like it's out there, like and then like hearing like when I heard like Post Malone talk about it and like how he had the same feelings from the same experiences I had, kinda it was like it was almost like it made me feel so much better that someone who I look up to so highly is on this like feeling the same way as me so like it almost makes it i like how it makes the person feel like a person like especially with like the billy eilish documentary um like yeah. you could see like in the show like they didn't like i feel like they did a really good job of not glamorizing her, her life because like it showed like arguments that she had with her family and like showing that she's not like this perfect child that she <laughs> is human and like, yeah and like it's very nice, I think, to hear sort of like you don't have to. I don't like you don't have to share everything, but like I feel like it's nice to know things about people that make them feel human again.
0: Oh yeah, that was just more so in relation to kind of the privacy and stuff. No, certainly breaking I, yeah. down the barriers and everything, destigmatization is really important. And, I, and I, if you're not, sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry.
1: I was gonna say if you're not comfortable with sharing, like obviously you don't feel any pressure to sharing, but. I, I it's also nice to hear sometimes.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I mean, especially when you have someone so public and so famous that comes out and says, I, you know, I, like you said, it humanizes them, right? Like you just, you never, you always look at these people like they're very different from you. But in reality, their lives are similar in a lot of ways, I guess to say the least. Everyone does have struggles.
1: Yeah. And then especially like now, like, like I, everyone has a struggle and like there's always someone who has like everyone has different struggles and everyone's just like there's there's different uh, i guess everyone feels differently but there's always like something that is bogging some shape or form
0: oh of course do you have anything else you'd kind of like to say on the topic
1: i'm just um i'm trying to think like basically i just think it's everyone says it but like again you're not alone (laughs) with like the stuff you're going through like everyone like it's important to like under like it's good to understand like how you're feeling so you're able to sort of get help or, or like like understanding that you are struggling is like the first step in going on the right path and make sure to tell people that you trust because some people may who's against you. I don't know who, but like use people trust people. Um, But yeah, like you're not alone. And that, that is basically the whole reason why I wanted to talk about it as, as generic. And as a a lot of people say it, it's, it's very important just to,
0: I think it's, I think it's only generic because it's something that's so right. And so reinforceable. I'd say the only thing I would want to add to that is I think, in destigmatizing it, I think also the potential for accommodation is like everyone should. I, I I'm not saying you have to get go out of your way, but I mean if, if there's something little that you can do for someone to make you know their lives better, or <laughs> that's a, this sounds cheesy, but I mean like let's uh, gosh how do I how do I do this? Like let's say you're making a website and you know you have an image you can add accessible text so that someone with a screen reader knows what's in the image making like little uh, accommodations like that i think is something that goes a whole long way right
1: totally and that's something i i'm really striving for like i i definitely okay i I don't have that on my website now but that is definitely something i need <laughs> to add because like it is imp- it is important and like in the my design classes like you learn how important it is so like I'm slacking on that, but it's definitely something really important that
0: has got to be added. I mean, it's the thought that counts, right? And I mean, in the end, <laughs> you, mean, you can't do everything. <laughs> so
1: uh, I mean, yeah, but I, that's definitely something that it has to be
0: worked on. Yeah. Good thing you learned something then. Anyways, I think we're pretty much coming to the end now. Thank you very much for coming on. And thank you so much for talking about couch, talking about social media and, talking about your own uh, mental health struggles because I think that does open something up and I don't know how much uh, depersonalization and derealization are really discussed. So uh, thank you very much for coming on and really sharing that with everyone.
1: Well, thanks for having me. No, this is great. I mean, the intro, I definitely (laughs) butchered my intro, but I hope everyone got through that and got to hear the rest of it.
0: Do you have any shout outs before we uh, head off then?
1: Yeah, okay. Um, Shout out to uh, From the Inside Studios. I've been doing a lot of work with them. They are basically, it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. It's almost like uh, art curation. Um, So shout out to Matthias from the Inside Studios for reaching out and letting me be a part of this whole community of like-minded artists and individuals. You rock. Um, Shout out to my photographer, Brianna. And my photographer, Daniel, um, at Brianna Caitlin art on Instagram and at S Daniel, um, E S T underscore D A N I E L. And shout out to my mom, shout out to my dad, <laughs> shout out to everyone who has been a part of this journey, um, so far, starting from this small little dinky thing at a farmer's market, um, and like 2017, um, all the way to now where I have my own website, I got a new hoodie drop. I had a whole bunch of cool stuff that I've done throughout the years and being able to allow me to support things that matter, like donating to charity. Cause like at the end of the day, um, it's your guys' support too, that allows me to do this stuff too. So thank you very much.
0: All right. So it is- where can everyone find you then?
1: All right. Um, everyone can find me. I guess my art account is at Blonde Boy. So B L O N D underscore B O I I. And then Couch is on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, it, YouTube. It's all Couch Apparel. Uh, just C O U C H A P P A R E L. And uh, www.couchapparel.com is the website.
0: All right. And uh, with that, that's the end of the episode. So if you guys want to uh, catch up after the show, you can go to anchor.fm/slash Gravescast, uh, Spotify, iTunes, really wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, If you guys would like to leave a voicemail, you can do that at anchor.fm. Or if you guys just want to send in a general email asking for advice, suggesting topics, suggesting guests, whatever, you can uh, go to the uh, T-H-E nfgraves at gmail.com and just uh send a message there so just put uh in the subject line graves cast so would appreciate that but anyways uh have a good rest of the week guys and we will see you all later bye see you